Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode is brought to you by ID Shield, the most comprehensive identity theft protection and reputation management solution available. ID Shield provides credit monitoring and alerts, digital privacy management, and guaranteed restoration services. I use it myself, and you can get it too. Visit getoutandtry.wearelegalshield.com. That's getoutandtry.wearelegalshield.com. With Halloween coming up, it only seems appropriate to talk about ghosts. Now, in this episode, Mike Huberty, who is the founder of American Ghost Walks, talks about how he got into the business of ghosts, as well as how Stillwater landed its very own ghost walk. Check it out. Thank you again for being on the podcast. I'm really excited to learn about American Ghost Walks and specifically the Stillwater Ghost Walks. For someone that has never heard of it or have, hasn't been on a tour, how would you describe it to them? Well, it, it's a haunted history tour. So it's not something where people are going to jump out at you or anything like that. And it's more focused on the real stories. And like, what I mean by that is that, you know, if we hear about an urban legend, that's just a legend, we debunk it. If something is a like a well-known ghost story in the area, but it's like absolutely not true, uh, we'll tell people that it's just because it's seen, you know, if people want fiction, there's plenty of places out there that provide that. You know, there's the horror movies, there's the Marvel Universe, there's Reddit and creepy pasta and the whole deal. And that stuff is great. I love horror movies and the whole thing. But uh, what American Ghost Walks is about is trying to find the most interesting stories of people's real paranormal experiences and then connecting it to the history of the town that gives you an idea, a little bit closer connection to what the town's all about. Because, you know, I, I think that you can really learn a lot about a place um, from its legends and, you know, from the people that that lived there, that worked there, that had beliefs there and all that kind of stuff put together. And so we go for the most uncanny uh, and that's what we find interesting versus just the most dramatic. So like some stories can be very dramatic and, oh, this is where she jumped off the bridge and it was such a, and now you'll see the, you'll see the ghost of the body flying <laughs> off the bridge sometimes. And then you look at the newspaper and you're like, no, she, she died in the hospital. You know, that story. <laughs> but you see that all the time with different kinds of stories. And while those might be fun, we really try to find what people have experienced, connect it to the history of the location and then into the further narrative of the history of the town and put something together where you go on one of our tours and you feel that you have a deeper connection to the place um, than when you started. And you have multiple locations. So where did all of this start? It, it really, so my sister and I, when we were growing up, always liked to go on haunted history tours. And that was something we made our parents do. And they, they weren't particularly that interested, but they humored us. Um, and always interested in real ghost stories. I mean, growing up, you, we didn't have, you know, reality TV. You didn't have ghost adventures and ghost hunters and everything like that. But you did have That's Incredible, which was like a, you know, uh, a variety show with Fran Tarkenton. I mean, the Minnesotans might appreciate that. Uh, John Davidson at Kathleen Crosby. And they would have sometimes real ghost stories on them. And that I'd be like, what? And, you know, they send a documentary crew out to film in the location and they tell the story and interview the witnesses. And that was always fascinating. And so uh, it was an early fascination with people's real experiences versus just the stuff that's Stephen King or horror movies and everything, even though I really enjoyed that as well. 
uh, it became like, well, what what could possibly be out there? And so uh, my sister was a teacher. We grew up in the Milwaukee area. My sister was a teacher in Milwaukee. And over the summer, she was looking for something to do. So she started a haunted history tour in Milwaukee uh, about 14 years ago. And then I play in a band and I was coming off a tour with my band that had lasted most of the summer and it was coming into the fall season. And I'm like, okay, I need a job. What am I going to do? And so um, my sister said, hey, why don't you start a ghost tour in Madison? I'm like, that's a good idea. Uh, so went in there, did research, went to places, asked questions, put together a tour and performed it for the first year, just me. And did that because it's like, hey, I need the money and I know it's going to be fun. And then my wife ended up going to law school in the Twin Cities and we moved up there for her first job there. And I noticed Minneapolis didn't have a tour. I'm like, oh, Minneapolis doesn't have anything. Maybe I should start something here. So we lived on Hennepin Avenue. So I just walked down the streets of Hennepin, asking people questions, going into the bars and restaurants and the government buildings and everything and saying like, hey, has anybody had any experiences? And you'd be surprised the people that come out and are like, some people would be like, what? No, give me a break. And then others would be, yeah, I've seen some things. And they'll go and they'll tell you about it. And that was fun. And you, you take down those experiences, you write it down, you interview people, and you put it together in a form where that a tour guide can tell um, when they're in front of the building. And so, you know, I had Madison going, and my sister's Milwaukee thing was completely separate. But I had Madison going, then had Minneapolis, and the next year tried uh, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, we're like, you know, when my you know, wife and I would like to go places to have fun, Stillwater was one of those places. Yeah. Like, oh man, that's a really nice town and it's got a beautiful downtown. It's so historic. And I bet there's a bunch of haunted stories. And so jumped in, uh, did the research, uh, talked to the paranormal investigators, the St. Croix Valley, like paranormal investigation team. And like they're, I mean, they will go into different bars and hotels and places that let them in and conduct a paranormal investigation, which for anybody out there is like, what's up? What are you doing a paranormal investigation? You do things to try and trigger some kind of activity, whether that be noise, voices, sounds, and, and there's certain devices. Now it's not like Ghostbusters or whatever. You can hold up the PKE meter and all it goes up and oh, there's ghosts here. But they do have, um, I mean, some people believe that ghosts can manipulate or, or spirits, entities can manipulate electromagnetic fields. They believe that they can manipulate radio waves to a certain extent, and that by using some of these devices, you can communicate back and forth, or at least get something. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's a single word. Um, sometimes it seems to be uh, the, the the reading on the, ma- uh, the magnetic field meter is going up and down in answer to your questions. I mean, sometimes it's an image. So, you know, people take a, a photograph and they'll see a shadow on the wall when there's nobody there and, and things like that. And so that's what these investigators do it. And so I interviewed them and I'm like, where are the places in Stillwater where you've had some activity? Mm-hmm. And they would say like, okay, well, here's a couple of things. And here's a couple of things that matched up to the history of the building. You know, we got, we got names spoken by, you know, in this, like over the radio waves or whatever, uh, when they would ask a question that matched up with the people that owned the building in the past. So you're like, okay, well, let's go, let's, you know, take some of their research so they're freely giving up which is great which i you know i appreciate they're doing the work for me uh you know and then you put it together in the narrative of the building here's why people think the building is haunted here's what people have experienced here's what paranormal investigators have found and here's the history of the building and you put it together on a dark and stormy night and it's pretty fun that is incredible that you're gathering all of these stories are you consistently updating your tours as more stories come through well people will contact us 
okay. you know, regularly. You know, Stillwater too. I mean, people, um, our guide in Stillwater, Dangerous Linda, uh, she's been doing it for the past for four years, I think 2017 is when we started in Stillwater. And she'll get new stuff from people all the time. Okay. They'll come up and, you know, or, or, or business owners will contact like, hey, I saw you guys outside. Let me tell you what happened in front of our place. And, and so people will find us on Facebook or the internet and they'll say, yeah, we've, we've had some activity in this building. And let me tell you what I think it is. Uh, because when we start out, it's just a matter of walking into places and talking to people or going in, into books and online and finding reports and everything and putting them together. And then, then you have uh, real stories from people after a while, now that they know you're out there, they want to share. You know, we're ready to believe you, right? That's kind of, it's like, sure, well, what, what's your story? We'll hear about it. And I've been on tours or I've led tours in, in, in Madison and Wisconsin Dells and stuff where people will come out while we're at the location and they'll say, let me tell you what happened here. And then I'm like, hey, do I owe you a tip now or something? <laughs> Do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say, this is great. Sometimes I think it's going to be like one time, uh, and this is funny, in Madison, there was a um, like a like a, a music venue dive bar downtown right by the Capitol. And mm -hmm. so I knew the owner and he, it was a great place, but he would let us into the basement to tell stories. So we go down to the basement and tell stories. And I'm talking to people about what happened down here and what they've experienced. And this one lady comes down, this is Halloween night, and she looks wasted. And I'm like, oh no. And just like, are you guys telling ghost stories? And I'm like, yes. You know, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to, you know, like ask her to leave or something. These are paying customers. And, and she goes, let me tell you what happened to me. And then goes in and she was end up, she was the one who painted most of the basement. There was a mural in the basement and she's one of the painted. And she spent, before it opened, uh, she spent several nights there alone, working all night doing the painting. And then she had several really cool experiences and that i mean they were terrifying to her but they were cool to the crowd um and she you know told everybody what happened and where they happened in the room and stuff like that and i'm sitting there going oh wow like i thought i was gonna have to kick her out and be like please leave us alone <laughs> kind of right. thing and she ended up making the tour people are like did you plan that and i'm like well <laughs> um maybe <laughs> right perhaps no but the, the, but those kind of things happen so yeah we do keep we keep it updated when new things happen. We add it to the tour. We get new stories from people. We add it to the tour. And we constantly evolve it to make it so where, especially in Stillwater, if somebody took the tour in 2017, it's going to be a little different than what they take in 2021. A little bit of different route, a couple of new stories. I mean, a couple of places have changed over mm -hmm. in the downtown, in the, you know, uh, in the meantime. So we try to keep it fresh and fun because that's what makes it fun for us. Yeah. You know, it, it's not just, I mean, hist history tours are great, but when you can add the twist of something a little weird and then you can add new stuff and find more ways to connect it to the already existing stories and you can connect it to, uh, you know, it gets more deeply involved in the history of the place. It just, it, it excites people, especially when you say like, hey, we've got something brand new that we just learned a couple of months ago about this place and we can't wait to tell you about it. Yeah. So you are admittedly pretty obsessed with everything paranormal then. Love it. Have you experienced a lot of paranormal activity in your life? Well, not as much as I'd hope. You know, I, I have seen I have seen some things that, that were pretty unusual, but I'm pretty skeptical about them. And my sister's really skeptical about it too. And that's 
one reason that we work well together now, I mean, so now she's part of the company, the Milwaukee is part of the fold and, and uh, she's written some more tours. Um, she's out in Hawaii right now working on, uh, we have right now we have a tour in Maui and she's working on a tour on the big island right now. So uh, while it's rainy and gross in Madison, she's getting to enjoy 80 degrees in the sunshine on the beach. Well, she better not be on the beach um, <laughs> unless there's ghosts, there or let, you know, right. There, if I find there's too many ghosts on the beach, there's me a problem. Right. No. Um, but it's great, you know, but one of the reasons we work well together is that we both have the same kind of idea where you, you want to have an open mind, but not so far open that your brains fall out kind of yeah. deal. And, and so I'm, I'm fairly skeptical about things and I've had experiences where I'm like, well, that could be my imagination. And the, the ones that I think that are more concrete are experiences that I've had with multiple people. Okay. When I was younger, I, I had a couple of events where I was with several other people and we all saw the same thing. And that to me was like, okay, it's not just a trick of the light. It's not just my eyes. It's not just in my head. Everybody's seen the same thing. And if we're all, and we saw like a, a, a shadow person against the, in a well-lit area against the sign and everybody kind of freaked out about it. And then it disappeared. Um, we also saw it together. Uh, and this was supposedly a place that had a bunch of haunted stories in it. And this is in southeastern Wisconsin. And we and I, and that like that was the first time I kind of saw something where I'm like, and everybody together saw something, and there was no like reasonable explanation. Yeah. If if the reasonable explanation was that we were all making up in our heads at the same time, and we all saw the same thing, well, that's paranormal too. Like. Yeah. So, right. If if it's even if it's just our imaginations all working together, we all see the same thing together at the same time. Mm -hmm. There is something uncanny and weird about that. So that was like, okay, there is something more than I can explain, and you know, and and I can't just say that it was all my head because because I the first thing is like I don't know, and then people had different responses to it and we could talk about it and we had this whole thing and after a while you kind of realized okay well that maybe there is something mm -hmm. um that we can't explain and it's it's not just fun thinking about it because it's thinking about big questions and stuff like that and life and death and um you know and the the world of the invisible or whatever uh but it's also it can be connected to real things history stories uh the land um, the, the people around it, the people that shaped uh, our society, superstitions and urban legends and ghost stories um, are all part of like the belief systems that we kind of kind of like we get thrown into and we get we part of this uh, society and culture and everything. And then once you realize that now in America, especially take a place like Stillwater um, or a lot of the Midwest, where you have a lot of the Native American legends and that jumps in then with the settlers have their own legends, and then they mix and match sometimes where um, the settlers will take some of the Native American legends, they'll take some of the legends back from Europe, kind of put them together and mix them up to create a whole brand new kind of story. Right. And the mixing and matching of cultures and folklore, and then people's belief, whether it's, you know, religions and things like that, put all together makes for a, a really interesting and fun way to understand a place and understand a, the people that live there. Yeah. And I guess my that's my long-winded answer saying, yes, I've had a couple of paranormal experiences, but not in the kind where it's like, yeah, I, my spirit guide came in and it's my granddad and he says, what's up, buddy? It's not, <laughs> nothing right. like that. 
You know, even the funny, I will talk to people when I'm doing interviews and they'll say like, you know, I don't really believe in ghosts. Except that one time I was almost in a car accident when I saw my grandmother's face behind me. She told me to stop and I, in the rearview mirror. And so I hit the brakes and I didn't hit the other car, but I don't believe in ghosts. Right. I'm like, what? <laughs> Your grandmother told you to stop from the back seat? So little things like, you know, it, it, so it's funny, little things like, like oh, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, but yet people will have these experiences in their lives. And kind of documenting those and connecting them to the places is is part of what we do at American Ghost Walks. It's part of the reason it makes it fun. Yeah. And I'll, so especially when it comes to places in the Midwest. So I grew up in the near Milwaukee and I live in Madison now. I came here for college and then I lived in Minneapolis for a few years. And, and so I, all these places are great places. All these places have a ton of history, ton of ghost stories, Minneapolis and St. Paul and Stillwater. I mean, especially how those cities are connected right is interesting too. the capital like the created to be the capital the university and the prison yeah um and the rivers right all connected by water you know <laughs> right not just connected in, in the way they were founded to be like the center of the the state of minnesota but also connected by the the business mm -hmm. the the logging you know the logging the coming down the river and you know when you come to minnesota from wisconsin and you cross by hudson or whatever and you see that that majestic bridge across the river right it's just it's just like it's um it's breathtaking especially when you come out and it's a beautiful sunny day and you do that and you're like this is this is some kind of place we're going to guys yeah and but you think about these midwestern cities and they have such a rich history and so many interesting stories from settlers and the uh the indigenous people and the indians who live there and so much of our culture is based on the centers of production so the West Coast or East Coast, and those are great stories and stuff. And obviously the East Coast has hundreds of years of interesting European settler heritage to work with. Uh, the West Coast has, you know, the, the, the Spanish colonies and stuff like that. So they all have great history in a long time. But because publishing is centered in New York or television production is centered in Los Angeles, we see the same stories all the time, you know, and they're based in these kind of places, which is to be expected because they're huge cities. And then you think like, well, I'm from Milwaukee. Milwaukee's boring. And but w and then you look into it and you realize, no, there's a, a ton of cool stories about the city you're from. And there's a ton of cool stories about the area and history and interesting people. And it and it and it makes you realize um, that, you know, these places, just because they're not on TV all the time, you know, of course the, the paranormal shows are gonna feature the places out west because that's where the camera crews are located. Yeah. It's cost effective. <laughs> Right. They need people to go. They need they need professionals to be able to video and do the work. And so, of course, those places. So you're like, OK, well, what about Stillwater? What about Minneapolis? You know, what, you know, what about Madison? And then then you go and you do the research and the history and you realize, oh, my gosh, there's a ton of ghost stories about this place. There's a lake monster. What? And you, you learn all this kind of stuff and it becomes fun and interesting. And um, that's an, another reason why we really uh, love what we do is because it can get you excited about a place that you thought was boring just because you didn't see it on TV all the time. Right. We're going to pause here until next week. Stay tuned for part two, where we get to hear some ghost stories and really interesting history from Mike.
That wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe to the podcast. That's one of those small ways that you can help support the podcast and help others find it. Make sure you're also visiting getoutandtry.com often, keeping you connected to the calendar of fun and happenings in the St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community. Support those hardworking small businesses that host all the fun in the Valley. Go, get out and try.